From Santa Barbara, California, the Timeless Voyager series, where the knowledge is timeless and you are the Voyager. Interviews with leading-edge authors and speakers, psychic phenomena and the unexplained, UFOs, extraterrestrial encounters, government cover-ups, alternative health care, new technologies. Fasten your cosmic seatbelts and join me, your host, Bruce Stephen Holmes, the Timeless Voyager. Hello, everyone. Bruce Stephen Holmes, Timeless Voyager. Now, today's guest, John Thomas, very interesting person. He has a book called Young Again, How to Reverse the Aging Process. He says, discover why body ages, what you can do about it, how to become young again. Imagine what it would feel like if your biological clock reversed itself. He's going to tell us how you can learn that you can become younger each day instead of growing older. Imagine the feeling of a perpetually young body. Learn how to experience unlimited energy and vitality. This is getting incredible, right? You're saying to yourself, is this possible? Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk to John, but I'm going to tell you something very interesting. Here is a note. I want to thank John Thomas for his commitment in helping to keep the world forever young. He is proof of what I've been preaching for over 60 years, and that was Jack LaLanne. So, what I want to do now, before we start, is I'm going to play for you a very interesting video that I found on the net. Hi, how are you? This is Dr. Ralph with Natural Living and Wellness, and today I want to do a little bit of a book review and share with you some information that I think is very valuable. I'm a chiropractor. I went to acupuncture school and studying natural health and wellness since I was around 18 years old. Well, I want to share a book with you that I read some time back, and it's now in another printing, and I just got done reading that. And the book is called Young Again, and it's how to reverse aging and uh, the aging process, essentially. The author's name is John Thomas. I find it's kind of a one-stop shopping center. For as much time as I spent going to other seminars, no one seminar tells you what you really need to know. For a layperson, you can grab the information and it take you on a journey over a wide array of things that influence your health. And I think John Thomas has done that in his book. Phenomenal collection of different things that you weren't even aware of before, that after you read the book, your world won't be the same. You'll see things differently and you'll view things differently. Well, one thing about John's book is that as you read it, it's going to open you up to all these different categories you didn't even realize were affecting your health. And that's going to maybe give you an opportunity to be able to do a little more internet searching, a little more read or study, or at least it's going to help you go back and review what your current state of affairs is and how you may have gotten there. So here's a great collection of things that you hadn't considered before. So again, from Natural Living and Wellness, this is Dr. Ralph saying good reading. All right, and now, without any further ado, by telephone... John Thomas, welcome to the show, John. Hello, Bruce. Nice to be here, buddy. I have showing right now uh, the picture of your book, but now I'm going to bring up a picture of you uh, at the age of 69 years old. And you're actually 77. I'll show that in a moment. But this is one of the pictures we'll be using while we're doing the uh, interview. 78 now. Well, 78. I'll show that picture in a moment. As a matter of fact, let's just look at it now. There's you at 78. All right, so let's start with you telling our listeners and our viewers how this all began. Well, it began with a real simple concept. Is I don't like the idea of growing old. I don't like feeling like crap and, and having a life of misery and suffering. Pretty basic idea. Everybody can plug into that one. The real issue is what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do to prevent yourself from falling apart? If you've already fallen apart, what are you going to do to put yourself back together? I mean, that's uh, very simple. 
concept, but that's the way it is. So the issue then becomes, the real question is, why do we grow old? And I, I think we could sum it up real simply, through neglect and abuse. And that's, that really is what the problem is. Everybody's neglecting themselves and everyone's abusing themselves. And uh, when you, when you uh, draw the bottom line, you're old, at least. Uh, so I don't mind being old. I'm 78 at this time, and I'm running a 10-acre farm and working as hard and doing as much as I've ever done in my entire life. But I, and I don't mind being old. I just don't want to, I don't want to particularly look old, but if I have to make a choice, I'd rather feel young than, than look nice and feel like heck. So it's real simple. Uh, what do you want out of your life? And uh, if you want to change whatever your situation is, then perhaps uh, we need to have a talk. And I do provide one-on-one -on -one counseling to people. I don't charge a fee. I give my book away, and uh, people who take me up on the offer get a lot for their money, which is uh, free. And uh, But uh, I require that people do their part. So they have to pick up the phone and pick, or email me and let me know they want some help, and I'll contact them, and we'll go from there. So maybe, Bruce, it uh, be a good idea to I'll just give you my email address at this time. Sure, as a matter of fact, John, go ahead. The email address is John Thomas at youngagainclub.com. Yeah. I do not do texts, so it's that's the email address. Uh, you want a phone number, Bruce? 509 465 4154. So, uh, tell me something, uh, Jack Lane. He uh, gave you a really nice uh, review there. Had you met him? Or Go ahead. Can t tell us a little bit about Jack. Well, I only met him once. Heck of a guy. Used to watch him on TV in 1954 or 5, I think it was. Uh, he was kind of an exercise buff at the time, new, new to TV. But uh, the, guy's, uh, the guy is uh, the... Uh, a real legend in and of himself. Anybody that ever worked with him or knew him knew he was a real. Nothing phony about Jack LaLanne. Great man. And uh, so, uh, not a lot to say other than he did he did a good job. He stood for a lot of good things. And he was nice, kind enough to offer a nice review of my book. Let's talk a little bit about the book then. Um, what is in the book? More than most people want to know. However, yeah, give us difficult. give us some ideas. Well, every, everything you can imagine, every concept, topic, or health issue people can even imagine is in there. But it's more than that. It's really a, a manual on how to live and how to take care of yourself. the The book, of course, is a reference manual for people. And a lot of people don't like to read books, so that's fine. But I do have a newsletter, and it's free, and I, I, everybody that wants it gets it. And uh, the, the newsletter is very current, very, very current, very current topics, uh, very different kind, type of a format. But uh, dealing with all kinds of subject matters. And so I, 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 I cover everything people can imagine each once or twice a month, and those that are interested pick up the phone and call me, and we talk. That's all. So we can talk about some topics, Bruce, if you like. I would like that. that. I would typically talk with people about. Good. Let's do that. Okay. All right. So let's let's touch on let's touch on the four big uglies to begin with, and everybody knows what they are: cancer, cardiovascular, arthritis and diabetes. Those are the four big uglies. And everybody out there listening has either got one of them or more, one or more of them. And if you don't have it yet, you will. The question then is, what can we do to stop it or, and prevent it? What can we do to turn 
that story around. Now, specifics go with each individual, so I'm not going to try to go there on on this uh, interview, but uh, each one of these four big uglies that destroy people's lives and take cut their lives short are totally avoidable. There is absolutely no excuse for anybody to suffer with any of those. If you already have them, well, the question is, what do you want? Are you willing to do something about it? If you are, we, we can talk. Well, let's talk. Let's, so, let's, let's go through, let's go through the four of them and with, and some ideas on what people would do. Just uh, an overview. Uh, I, I, I can't go into specifics on, on that, on that kind of a topic. Cause we're talking, uh, we're, we're talking a typical one hour conversation on any one topic with any one person. So I'll just touch on it in a, in a lighter way, Bruce. Let's talk about cancer. What is it? Well, I can tell you what it's not. It's not a, it's not a disease. It's not something you got through your genes and it has nothing to do with your bloodline or your family histories. It has to do with neglect and abuse. And if you don't, if you neglect and abuse yourself, you're eventually, if, if diabetes, arthritis, and cardiovascular doesn't get you, cancer will. So we're back to square one. Which which one of the four do you want? If you don't want any of the four, then we basically have to have a talk. So cancer is preventable, and it's easy, and it's somewhat reversible too if people don't wait till it's too late. And of course, that kind of a conversation. It, depends on the individual and the situation. Uh, arthritis, everybody understands it. Stiff bodies, feeling old, uh, miserably uncomfortable, can't sleep. A lot of people, most people's sleep problems, despite the, what they think it is, it's actually a lot of inflammation throughout their whole bodies and they're blaming their mattress and they're blaming their pillows and everything else, but it's really inflammation in their body and that shows up as arthritis, painful joints, and of course you become so stiff you can hardly move as you get older. Uh, I'm as flexible as a rubber band right now, as we speak, and I can teach people how to turn themselves into a nice rubber band. In fact, if they'll play along, they can, uh, if Barnum and Bailey Circus was still in business, you could go play for a gymnastic in about a year of what I teach people what to do about that, because you'll turn into a nice loose rubber band, which is a wonderful, wonderful thing. You know, uh, people, uh, the, the body gets stiff and then we injure ourselves and then we think it happened because we fell down or we this or that, but in reality, the body wasn't flexible and it injured and tore, broke. So uh, arthritis is a common one and uh, cardiovascular doesn't need much of an introduction. It's number one killer out there. And uh, the question is why? And the answer is it doesn't have anything to do with what the medical people tell everybody it is. It had nothing to do with your cholesterol. It doesn't have anything to do with your arrhythmia, your atrial fibrillation, and all that stuff. It has to do with the fact that the, the, heart, their heart, the heart muscle is and the cardiovascular system is in terrible shape. And that, of course, can be undone fairly easily and avoided much more easily. And then, of course, you've got to diabetes now bruce let's touch on diabetes in a bit more depth here good i'd like to hear about this i think a lot of people especially type 2 diabetes that is what is that's the big thing right now yeah it's about if the truth were known half of the population is full-blown diagnosed clinical diabetic but the other half of the population are pre-diabetics which doesn't leave any room for anybody uh, bottom line, uh, you you cannot come down with cancer or arthritis or cardiovascular problems unless you are first either a pre-diabetic or a diabetic. Hmm. So if you think about that, that's quite a statement, and it's true. So the, the answer to all avoiding all three of all four of these is you have to learn how to manage your blood sugar. You have to. More, more importantly, you have to be able to deal with something called insulin resistance. Now, people do not understand insulin resistance. They think they understand blood sugar, but they really don't. 
the doctors have completely confused everything with everybody now. You know, they used to take your blood draw and they would tell you what your blood sugar was. These days, they're they're promoting the idea of something called A1C, and and based on that, you're supposedly you'll be you're healthy and you won't have diabetes and on and on we go. But it's it's a bald faced lie. The, the doctors themselves do not even understand A1C. They certainly don't understand insulin resistance. What is taught in medical school is just a complete sham. And unfortunately, that means that listeners listening here right now, you're on your own, folks. If you want to avoid the big uglies and you want to enjoy your life and, and hopefully stay away from doctors and and uh, enjoy the time you've got on this planet, then you have to learn to take care of yourself. And that's what Young Again is all about. So we, uh, the, the insulin resistance is the key to the inflammation in the body. It's the key to the cancer, the arthritis, the cardiovascular. And uh, if you can put that one to bed, everything is simple. Everything changes, everything improves. But the, the, the part is, the trick here, Bruce, is that it takes about 90 days just to turn the train around and i didn't i'm not saying to improve your health i'm saying just to stop the going the direction you're already going reverse course and now you're going the other direction it takes about 90 days just to turn that around so what people uh, what people need to understand and i realized i interrupted you and hold that thought for a second is that it took Oh, for example, I was told and have read many times that in the case of type 2 diabetes, it takes almost 20 years before it shows up. So if you think that you can correct it in, you know, 90 days or, or less, you're saying it's going to take 90 days to, to stop the train, so to speak, and then maybe things will start to change. Is that correct? That's correct. Uh, we can say it a little bit differently. Everybody who's not a, pre, a diabetic is a pre-diabetic. And by, t- and by diabetes, I'm talking type 2. I'm not talk, talking type 1 diabetes. That's right. a whole different ballgame altogether. Yeah. That typically is not something that, that uh, we're going to discuss here. But type 2, diabetes mellitus, which is when you hear the word diabetes, that's one you're talking about. And, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's 20, 30, 40 years in many cases. It's a long, slow process. And along the way, you, your body just slowly falls apart. And then one day you go to the doctor and for a checkup or, or something's wrong and they pop the word diabetes on you. Bruce, you're a diabetic. You're gonna have to be on insulin. Here we go, you're on your way. Well, that's a bunch of baloney. Uh, and if you don't wanna hear that, then you're gonna have to make the effort to, to change the story. So uh, it's, uh, uh, of uh, this one shocks people when I tell them this, but I do to make a point. I would rather have cancer than than diabetes. You know why, Bruce? No, why? <laughs> because by the time most people wake up and realize they're full blown diabetics, they're on their way to blindness. Their joints are falling apart. Their kidneys are going. Their bodies are just shutting down. Hmm. Oh, it's easily re- it's easily prevented, easily prevented, and somewhat easily reversed. But once you get too far down the tracks, it's it's then it's of course too late for people. So the name of the game is prevent. Take care of yourself. Learn how to take care of yourself because the medical people are not there to help you. They're they're they work for big pharma. Uh, you're, each of us are in, or should be interested in ourselves and taking care of us ourselves. We got a brain. God gave us a brain. Learn to use it. So uh, diabetes, I, I, it's the easiest to work with, but the most dangerous of the four. People are more fearful of cancer than their diabetes, but they shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. Now let's talk on a t- couple of topics here, Bruce, that apply to the idea of insulin resistance. Uh, weight gain. 
Uh, one of my favorite questions when I'm talking with somebody, other than wanting to know their name and I mean their age, and uh, is I want to know what their height and weight, and they'll tell me. And I'll, and my second question then is, so Susie, you're 150 pounds. What was your senior high school weight? And a lot of them don't like that question, but it's an important question. So the, the answer often will be 110 pounds, just to make a number here. That means that Susie's carrying 40 pounds more than she carried when she was a senior in high school. You say, well, that's an unfair question. Well, I don't care if it's unfair or not. It's, 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 it's a fact. Now, over 10 pounds over your high school weight, you are obese. You are overweight, which means just about everybody is carrying at least 10 pounds, a lot of people, 30, 20, 30, 50, 100. And the point is that you don't put on weight for no reason. Now, it's true. You can blame it on alcohol and you can blame it on eating too much and you can eat, blame it on junk food and lots of things. Bottom line, when your body cannot process the food, then your body turns it to fat. And that's the genesis of the word overweight. So getting the weight down is important, but the reason why people put the weight on in the first place is more important. Yeah, I would say that's a that's a very important thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's critically important. I mean, it's obesity and diabetes are really flip sides of the same coin, and they're epidemic in the population, and they're in the epidemic among all age groups young and old. Now, obviously not everybody becomes overweight, but you don't have to be overweight to have diabetes or to be a, to be insulin resistant. People don't understand that, but that's the way it is. And, uh, you can, you can, you can be perfectly thin and trim and become a diabetic real easily, especially with your A1C number. The doctors will tell you, oh, anything under A1C of number seven is fine. No, it isn't fine. You're on your way into diabetes. You don't have a clue where you're going, and the doctor does it either. But A1C is a complete false metric. It should never, ever be relied upon or used as a guide as to where you're at on your insulin and where you're at on your your pancreas and your <clears throat> and regarding weight management, etc. So they're very, very closely, very closely related subjects. And uh, so I talk about these things with people one-on-one -on -one, live, and we get into the nuts and bolts of what's going on so that people can understand that they, they have control over their lives if they want it. So um, there's other topics, of course, that everything is related in the end everything is related to everything but translation uh, bruce your, your liver is in the middle of all of it so when you spell the word cancer you spell it l-i-v-e-r that's how you spell cancer that's a that's a great point because i think a lot of people think of all of these different situations as separate not connected and yet what you're saying which we've heard before but it's important to hear this again is that this whole system is connected? Yes, it's it's all connected, and it's just each one of us get different variations of it, and we think we're we're different than the next guy. No, we're not. No, body works the same for everybody, and uh, so if you don't take care of your liver, you're toast. Sooner or later, it's going to come to haunt you one one way or the other. Um, many people, most people, don't take care of their livers because they don't understand it. But it's really fairly simple, and uh, so the, uh, the all of the your liver is in the middle of the four big ones: the cancer, diabetes, arthritis, and cardiovascular. Now your liver is also in the middle of your digestion. The liver is in the middle of colon problems. Colon cancer, Bruce, is number one. And it's totally and completely avoidable. There's absolutely no excuse 
whatsoever for anyone ever come down with colon cancer. Everybody goes in for these silly colonoscopies thinking they're doing themselves a favor and they're really not. The, uh, the question isn't, do you have polyps or do you have colon cancer? The question is, why do you, if you do? Uh, people don't realize that these polyps are nothing but fungal growths on a tether hanging off the wall of your colon. And uh, they go in there and they clip them off thinking they're doing you a favor. Hmm. But about 10,000 people a year bleed to death within a day or two of their colonoscopy. You don't hear about this, but it's a fact. Hmm. And uh, the question, uh, why did we even have the polyps in the first place? And if you have polyps, they they tend they tend to precede colon cancer, and uh, they take them off, and they under the idea that they cause the cancer. When in reality, it's not that's not what's causing the cancer at all. It's just a symptom. So your liver, if you can take care of your liver, and you can avoid your most your colon problems avoid your your digestion your digestion will improve yeast problems that women are haunted with ubis urinary tract infections are just blatant for the women it really haunts them easily fixed and easily avoided but you got to understand the game in order to deal with that uh, a lot of gas and bloating that people get, especially in the evenings. Uh, it haunts, again, it haunts the women more than the men on that one, but irrelevant. I don't, know, I've, I don't know. I've been in a bar periodically where it sounds like, I think it's about 50-50, <laughs> but I'm just kind of joking about it. Yeah, it's, uh, regardless, uh, there are some things that haunt the men more than the women, obviously, prostate problems. Every man right. over 50 is yeah. looking down the tunnel on that one without question. But every woman has got her kind of female problems, and uh, these things are all fixable, avoidable. Uh, most important, you know, you know, when you're when your damage control is the name of the game. When when, when you're heading down a one-way street, heading for trouble, damage control. <laughs> turn 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 around. Get go go the other direction. Get, get away from the problem before it hits you. And uh, that's what people have to learn is damage control. Recovering, repairing takes time. But hey, if you got good health, you got plenty of time. You got all the time you want, frankly, if you if you really want that. And uh, so we uh, have to do a lot of damage control. And that's most of my conversations with people are is about damage control. Once they help figure out where they're at and help them understand how they got there, then the question is, what are we gonna do about it? And of course that will apply to each individual. So uh, I'm just bouncing around here on different topics, but things that apply to people that haunt them, uh, that cause them suffering and misery. Let's talk about ringing in the ears, otherwise known as tinnitus. Yeah, I see that. That, that. That's something I hear about all the time with people. That's a very, very strange uh, very situ- common, very, situation. Very problematic for people, not particularly fun. What's going on there? Exactly the same thing going on there as when you, someone has floaters in their eyes. Now, not everybody has both. Some people do. Some people don't. But floaters, those are the little floaties that come across the your field of vision. Some people are just loaded with them. And, uh, and the same thing, and the tinnitus, the, the uh, ringing in the ears, that's, that's yeast. That's fungal yeast in, in the ears and the eyes. And uh, it's a, uh, it, has to, it has to be cleaned up. It's not a disease and it's not a medical problem. It's a lifestyle problem. In what way? In what way is that? Uh, well, it, 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 it destroy it, it ruins your life. You can't when you can't. No, I don't eventually mean. Eventually, you're going to lose your hearing. 
What I'm saying is... The ringing in the ears, there's, there's a lot of inflammation inside those ears being caused by fungal yeast. Fungal yeast spreads all over the body. And... Uh, causes nothing but troubles for, for people and people know most things by the name that's given the symptom rather than the problem but take glaucoma what is glaucoma people most people don't understand it it's pressure inside your eye that eventually cuts off the blood supply to your optic nerve and that's why the eye doctors always measure the eye pressure and in your eyes because if you've got glaucoma you're eventually going to go blind M macular degeneration a different version and macular degeneration the again the the blood supply in back of the eyes uh, uh, spreads and and those uh, gets going incorrectly and the next thing you know we've got tunnel vision or we're blind macular degeneration is avoidable glaucoma is avoidable floaters in the eyes avoidable <laughs> cataracts are avoidable it's just a matter of uh when do you want to deal with it now or later and uh so again people wait and it's called, it's just human nature for people to to not want to deal with something or to not think anything about something when it's minor and then one day you wake up and you realize you got a problem on your hands so you only have two eyes and i can tell you at 78 years old the my vision is perfect i've got perfect close vision i've got perfect distance vision i have no cataracts no glaucoma no macular generation no nothing uh, my eyes are the eyes of a 20 year old and the eye doctor i get only get my eyes checked about every five years they want me to come every every year but i <laughs> i don't every five years and uh, they're astounded because i have the eyes of a 20 year old but i'm obviously not 20 years old and uh so what do you want listeners uh, do you want to be old and suffering and miserable or yeah you can go get your cataracts taken out but the problem will come back you can uh, you can uh, lose your vision to glaucoma macular degeneration but that makes no absolutely no sense so now now that we've discussed all of these things that you're talking about are, can you give us any clues or or is this always on a, a private person-to-person basis it's on an individual basis uh bruce because there is no one fix for any one of these things. That's the problem. It's kind of the flip side of why do people have all these problems? Well, there's a thousand different reasons. And uh, so it's a little bit hard. The, the main thing I, I think I want to get across to listeners is if you don't like what you got or you don't want to, you don't, you don't want to go where you appear to be going, then you're going to have to uh, make the effort pick up the phone and have a talk and that's what that's a, a service that nobody in the world provides one-on-one -on -one, but i do and i don't even charge a fee for it so uh, those that are serious pick up the phone or email me and then i'll connect with them after that so i'm, I'm trying to be as kind to your question as i can but in reality uh, the, the, the solutions are as multiple as the causes. So is it, is, can I, am I to guess from this information that if, if a person gets your book, does the book give them any answers to try or not? Oh yeah, the book's, the book's loaded with answers, but that's not the point. Uh, when you go to medical school to become a physician, a doctor, one of the courses you take is something called anatomy and physiology. Uh, everybody understands anatomy, the, the name of the part and where it's at. It's the physiology that's the name of the game. 
unfortunately, what is taught as medical physiology is quite bogus. And uh, it's the reason why people suffer and grow old and die early. And uh, so my newsletter is about the physiology of of glaucoma or the physiology of cancer, the physiology of arthritis or diabetes or whatever you want to call, whatever you want to name you want to mention, the physiology and people need, don't have time to go back to school. They wouldn't learn it there if they, even if they did. And uh, it's going to take time. They're going to have to have some one-on-one. So my job is to help them understand the problem Keep it, on, keep it in simple enough terms that they, they get it and help them deal with, figure out a way to go about undoing the problem. Does that make sense, Bruce? Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly makes sense. I mean, I, I didn't expect you to uh, be specific about any one thing because obviously a person could have one problem and you could speak to them for over an hour just about that situation. Here we're like getting an, uh, a rough idea as to what people have and what they've been told. So I think the most important aspect of this this entire interview today is that, according to you, what people have been told apparently is not true. Uh, none of it's true. Take cancer. You can call it cancer if you want. I don't care. Call it whatever you want. But let's, if you're going to call cancer cancer, fine. Now we got to get down to it, well, what does it have? Does it really have anything to do with my genes and family history? No. Is it really even a disease? No. It isn't. It's a it's a condition of massive neglect and abuse, and it's finally caught up with somebody, and uh, they're going to have to uh, undo the damage. The body is designed to live. Body designed to repair and heal. The question is, are you willing to help it? If you're not willing to help it, then enjoy what time you have left, and, and good luck to you. But otherwise, you have to uh, you have to uh, you have to deal with what, how you got there. You know, the old saying: if you don't know how, how you got there, if you don't know how you got there, how are you going to go back where you came from? <laughs> well, that's an that's an important point. Let's talk on Parkinson's and, and Alzheimer's just for a brief few minutes, okay. uh, Bruce. Epidemic in the population, both of them, Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. I think we should add the third one to that, dementia. And uh, they're not diseases at all. all the, the word disease should be hyphenated with the word D-I-S hyphen E's. And not to make, not play on words. Disease is a condition of neglect and abuse. It's not a, there, there are no diseases. But that's what doctors are told, taught, and that's what patients believe. And as long as you believe you've got a disease and you're special and your special disease is what you got, then good luck to you because you're, you're going you're gonna to pay the price for that. <clears throat> so Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, dementia, obviously conditions of the brain. What do we know about that? Well, we know that the blood supply is terrible. We know that there's a massive amount of inflammation in the brain. We know that there's a lot of, uh, of, uh, of uh, plaque and, and poor circulation issues there. And people's brain is just simply giving up the ghost. And, to, you know, those conditions are sad because you're alive you're alive but you're really not here hmm. and I don't like that idea I don't like the idea of even growing old I don't mind dying I know I'm not getting out of here alive but I don't like the idea of having anything to do with uh, with old age uh, I'm gonna die with my boots on doing something useful <laughs> helping somebody right. whatever so this is, these are the kinds of messages I'm trying to get across to people. And then when I speak with them, we, we narrow it down to what really is on their mind. Why did they call me? Well, I've got X, Y, or Z. <clears throat> what can I do about it? Well, the question then comes down to how did you get there? How old are you? Uh, 
make a decision if they want to move forward by uh, following the yellow brick road or they're just going to give, give it up and just forget it. And uh, most people are more than interested in taking care of themselves, but not very many people are willing to do it. Big difference between Well, I think, I think, and I'd like to make this comment, people have been taught over the past 50 years or so that there's a pill that they can take that will correct the problem. Yes. And and the reason that we're talking today is because it's apparent after 50 years of this that it works temporarily or not at all and is very, very expensive. And so in the case of what you're talking about, which is not new, I mean, this is how people were being taken care of 50 or even 100 years ago. But now, all of a sudden, what you're talking about is new. And that is that if you take care of yourself, and now people need to be instructed as to what taking care of yourself means, and I suppose that's what the book is about. Am I correct in that assumption? Uh, The book is about that and more, but yes. Uh, One of the mistakes people make is they get the book, and then they get either overwhelmed or they just don't get around to reading it or they read it but don't understand it and they don't reach out for help. Uh, You you have to reach out for help. There's no way in hell you can possibly understand everything you need to uh, know. And specifically, it applies to you. So, uh, yeah, the book's great, very helpful, and people like it, but, you know, not everybody's a reader. Some people don't like to read. Some people have a hard time reading. Medical stuff is not easy reading. Uh, This book is my book and my newsletters. Both are written from a perspective of the reader, helping them understand the physiology of of their, their condition, how they got there, why they have the problem. How do we avoid the problem? How do we fix the problem? And, um, so, again, it's, it's just a matter of uh, what do you want? What do you want? Sure. So let's talk about something called survival. Okay. That's a good one. I like it. All right. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, you, you, you have an accident and you survive. Okay. Good for you. Uh, hopefully, you're able to function after your accident and maybe you can and maybe you can't you lose a leg well you're not going to function as well as you did when you had both legs but whatever Uh, the point is that survival is important but recovery is more important now you're not going to grow a new leg but you can grow everything else if you got a brain that's going south on you you can repair and return restore your brain if you're fat and overweight you can get rid of that you can clean up the cancer's not the problem, but the diabetes is. We can correct those things. Uh, what do you want? But most importantly, recovery versus survival. And I'm, I've had nine death calls in my life, and you know, a cat only gets nine. So I, I guess I'm walk, I'm living higher at this point. But I've recovered for every one of them, and. Couple three three of them have been the last twenty years. Hmm. Complete recovery. What does that mean? Uh, hair turned white, back to full color. Uh, body injured badly, complete recovery. Uh, you name it. And uh, <clears throat> recovery is more important than survival. So once you survive, then the question is, what are we going to do about it? And uh, that brings us to the little issue called scar tissue. Now, people throw the word that those two words around calm, very loosely as if they understand them. And in a vague way, they do, but not really. Scar tissue is, is non-functional tissue. It's tissue that's in the way of things. It's tissue that doesn't work normally uh, as the tissue that it replaced. In the any any surgeon will tell you after a surgery, the sink or a major injury or trauma, scar tissue is the number one big concern. 
concern for them because scar tissue causes n nothing but major problems, especially for the vital organs. Uh, when I say vital organs, Bruce, what are the vital organs? Well, we could start with liver and heart, pancreas, kidneys, spleen. Uh, we could go on with lots of others. But the point is that your vital organs are vital. Without them, you can't you can't survive. Your lungs are vital, obviously. You can't breathe, can't, can't live. And uh, your, your ability to repair your vital organs, regen regenerate your vital organs, comes back to the word recovery. And just because you've had a major injury doesn't mean you cannot recover. But you're going to have to need, you're going to need some help to do it. And I can tell it, it won't come from a pill bottle from the doctor. Uh, surgery, if you never have it, is a blessing. <laughs> and a doctor, if you never see one, is too soon. <laughs> so uh, the best thing you can do is learn to take care of yourself. Then you don't have to. Then you don't have to deal with the problem. You know, it's funny, isn't it? When we were 20 years old, <clears throat> we thought nothing about anything, did we? We were going to live forever, and everything was wonderful. But as you get a little older, you get in your 30s and 40s, 50s, things start changing, of course, and you realize that the clock is ticking. So, uh, if you don't want the clock to tick in the wrong direction, then you're going to have to rewind the clock so that it clicks back, kicks backwards. <laughs> and that's what reversing the aging process is really all about. Well, I think we've covered an awful lot today. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to kind of leave our listeners and, and uh, viewers with? Something kind of that wraps this all up and brings it together? Sure. Uh, decide what you want, folks. If, if you want to feel better, if you want to live a little longer, you don't want to die miserably and suffer and die miserably, give me a call. Uh, let's have a talk and see if we can figure out a way to to make life a little better for you and uh, improve your chances of a better recovery because the body's made to live. You're, you, we kill it, Bruce. We, we kill ourselves. Okay. Well, John, I really appreciate the fact that you took the time today to come on the show and and uh, and and talk to everyone. Um, I'm looking forward to getting a copy of that PDF you were going to send me, and maybe you can get that link fixed on the site. <laughs> yeah, I'll get that done. And uh, I appreciate it, and, and thank you so much for being on the show. You bet, Bruce. Have a good one. All right. Thank you so much for listening to Timeless Voyager. I really appreciate your watching and listening to the series on both video and audio players. You know, one thing you can do for me as the founder and creator of Timeless Voyager is to hit that like button. Also, please subscribe. It really helps to keep me on the air so that I can, you know, keep producing content like the program you just watched on a regular basis. Subscribing and liking are free, and those very small actions on your part, are greatly appreciated. I also hope that your own personal voyage through life towards the development of your highest potential is a joyous and successful one. <laughs>